You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. Over time, as you go, we develop these kind of sort of specializations around certain areas. We attract certain clients with, but that doesn't happen until you put yourself out there because you don't even know what that is until you start working with clients. I've worked with so many different clients, but I've been attracted to certain clients as well. I'm curious to hear your journey on that side. Absolutely. Like, I love that because at first I had no idea what on earth to even call myself. Like I was, you know, there were people saying like, are you a transformational coach? Are you a confidence coach? Are you insert whatever other thing was trending at that moment? And for a long time, I just said like, I'm just a coach because I realized that actually I was coaching people in everything. And I was talking about pretty much everything. Like one day it was like around self-confidence and the next day it was around being, you know, a homeschooling mom and like navigating business and building that. And it was, there were so many elements of me that I was putting out and exploring and discovering. And what's really interesting is that when you are starting out, even when you're evolving to the next level, you're gonna have to start at zero right? You're going to have to just really slow down and think, well, what's really interesting to me and what's really going to be of service to like my audience that I can share. And then what you'll soon realize is there are certain, like you said, like certain patterns that you'll notice that people are attracted to. There are certain things that you'll talk about that people are really attracted to. And so at first for me, it was all around confidence. It was all around, you know, creating a life that you love. And and that was because that's what I had gone through. It was literally the process. Like I realized that I was really unhappy in the kind of career I'd built and it was building the confidence to leave it and going into like building a life that I really loved that was in alignment with me. And that's what I coached clients on. And then it evolved to like a sustainable like system around on being productive. Like I'm really big on productivity, even though I'm not a productivity coach, right? But it was all around that. And then it evolved into business coaching. And what was really interesting is that it started off with people just coming to me because I had a full practice and saying like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, first read this book. Second, listen to this audio. And I was giving them the Prosperous Coach book and then or giving them like crazy good and telling them like, hey, read it, like immerse yourself in it. Like, let's have another conversation and literally helping people through the same process that I had gone through. But then again, my content evolved, right? I went through this like different iterations because I was growing and I was evolving. And then I came to like this sweet spot of like, okay, you know what? This is my thing. Like, I love talking about performance. I love talking about leadership. I love talking about business. I love talking about high achievers. Like I love, I'm a very nerdy person. (laughs) So I love the science piece, which is why I, you know, I've really gone deep into positive psychology and those are now my buckets of content. There might come another evolution that happens somewhere down the road, 
But what you've got to be comfortable with is realizing that you are going to grow. And every time you grow, you're going to flow into the next level of you. And it's okay to then experiment with different types of content. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible how, like all this process that you were talking about, like it's been a very similar journey for me too. And part of the reason why I got interested in business coaching and I got certified in there through Mindvalley was because my clients kept approaching me <laughs> like about the struggles became in it. And I like, when Ajit Nawalka put up a video, he's like, do you find yourself going into the business area with your clients? I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, I might as well get the skill set because I'm, I'm already going into it. So that was helpful for me to go through that. You reminded me of something. So I was in Mexico with his team, Mind Valley Ever Coach. And one of the coaches, the conversation that he was coaching everybody from stage, all these coaches, and one of the conversations came around, what do you call yourself? And he put it in a really clear way. And I really liked how he did it. He's like... If I really want, if I don't want to work with people, I'll call myself a coach or, or I'll call myself a transformational coach or a business coach. It's like people don't know what the hell that means. And he even gave an example. He's like, I was at a party and there's a celebrity, somebody was introducing me and I could tell they're looking for a life coach and I really didn't want to work with them. So someone asked me, he's like, what are you? I'm a business coach. But it didn't matter because it was just a concept wrapped up in something that everybody has a perception around it. But he did give a clear view. It's like, if I really want to get a client, if I'm in a networking event, I would go there and ask about that person's journey. I'll ask about their struggles. I'll ask about their goals. I'll ask about their challenges. And then when I find a few key areas, like, would you like some help with that? And then I would get a call with them. And that's what coaching is, is that you're finding some key problems or a key problem to support people with and then you get in that call whether that's a group setting or a one-on-one -on -one setting and you serve people and then you ask would you like more help with that and that's why the prosperous coach system is so simple that's all it is but then we overcomplicate it because of our own stuff right mm -hmm. how, how does that ring for you absolutely you know what's really funny i can go into networking events now and not introduce myself because yeah, I'm yeah. just in that zone of like, Hey, I just want to get to know you. And I get to a point where someone's speaking about something and they'll say, Oh, but what is it that you do? And I say, well, the work I do is, and it gives me an opportunity to say like, okay, you know what you mentioned X, Y, Z, would you like some help with that? And it's really interesting because there are so many conversations with incredible people that I've had and I've never actually introduced myself. Yeah. It's <laughs> like they were just so in it, so immersed in sharing whatever they were sharing about their life or their business or relationships that there wasn't a point where it was like, oh, okay, what is it that you do? I just got to a point where I was like, oh, actually, I can really help them and be of service. And sometimes I'll give them, you know, I'll offer to give them either a book or a talk or, you know, something of value. And I'll, you know, sometimes it'll just be a straight up conversation. But a lot of times I'll just say, hey, you know what? I have a few resources that could really help with APC. Do you want to connect? And it's just so simple and it flows. And you just reminded me of that because I, I just realized I literally had three, four conversations in the last two months from events with people and that is literally how the conversation went, even to this day. 
Yeah, and 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 that's important for people. And there, I would say I would add one little thing because this was a turning point for my career too. Is like I would get in these conversations and I would start coaching them within yes. the conversation. And I would never ask permission. <laughs> and then and again, Rich Lidway is like always ask permission and always put them in a setting where you're actually coaching them. And so like when you're sharing resources, when you're supporting them, at some point it's going to go towards some kind of conversation, whether that's in a group setting or one-on-one -on -one setting. But now they're coming into that setting for the intention of being supported. They're giving you permission. That's a very different thing than like in a, in a conversation like that in a networking, you're finding out what their challenges are, like where are they struggling? So you can find out something to support them with. Would you say that's an important distinction? Absolutely. Like... I don't know about you, but when I started coaching or, or became aware of coaching, I was coaching everyone, right, without permission. <laughs> right. So I learned that I learned very quickly that not everybody wants to be coached. And, and not everybody, everybody needs it either, to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. And it was it was a really funny, I have a ton of funny stories about this, but it was a turning point for me because that's when I realized that, oh, actually, like the permission piece is so big, like, you know, permission and agreements. And I know you've already gone through agreements, but permission and agreements are the two biggest like core elements of coaching, of getting into a coaching conversation and really a coaching relationship. And so that's why even in networking events, I always just say like, Hey, you know, I have some resources about ABC. Like, would you like me to share them with you? And you know, that's a cue for me to connect with them, whether it's on LinkedIn or you know, Facebook or whatever. And then I can then share the resources and say, Hey, would you like some more help with this? And it's a really easy, flowy system where I'm actually being of service, but I'm leading with value, but it's always with permission. It's like, hey, you know what? I have a few resources. Can I share them with you that I think would be really valuable? And then it's like the next piece is another permission piece. Even if you've forgotten the permission piece, and this is something I say to clients, is just pause and just say, hey, actually, let's slow down this conversation. I just really want to check in. Like, is it okay with you? Because what you're doing there is you're getting them to intentionally say you know what i do want that resource or i do want that conversation yeah it's really important it'll make a huge huge difference for any coaches that are because we all want to help and our tendency is at some point and it becomes out of control we want to impose that help which stops being helped <laughs> and this is like as human beings we want to help those around us we want to help but First of all, understanding that not everybody has agreed to be supported or helped. And I would say on the extreme end of it, you could really screw with people's mind and them not even realizing. It's like, I think the analogy Steve Chandler gives is like, have you ever seen a doctor just start the, like at, in a party, tell them, hey, would you like to start the surgery here on it? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but coaching is a lot like that, except it's with your mind. And you could really get people to like completely shift the way they look at their whole life, but without them realizing it, but they never wanted that. Like that's an ethical challenge. Yeah. And you know what, like as, as a certified coach, like a lot of the work that I do is exploring different ethics, et cetera, looking at what's ethical, what is it in different scenarios. And I personally don't feel like when it's right or or in service to 
be in a position where you're supporting someone without them knowing what you're doing. And I think that's really important for coaches to understand as much as we like to be of service, we want to be impactful. It's really important to be very intentional with the way you work with people and realizing that actually the work you do is going to impact the way this person sees coaching in the future. And I think that's something that I've always been really mindful of is like, okay, every interaction that someone has with me around like what coaching is and what is the experience of coaching I want it to be positive so that if they go out into the world and they want to experience more coaching or another coach or they're ready at some point, they don't have this misconception that it's forceful or it's unethical or it's pushy. And I think that is something that we as coaches just have to be really mindful of is like, one, am I really setting this person up? to be in service and to be able to go out into the world later on and, and be impacted by maybe me or someone else. Yeah, I really love that. And, and I think I, I've explored that a little bit more is because it's also about the industry. And when you look at the coaching industry, it's, it's a baby, like even though it's ex exploded, um, but it's still in the initial say there are no like ethical codes. Like even when you're sharing it, I know you're being careful, like in my opinion, uh, but we don't have standards right now. Like there are certain, uh, certain organizations that kind of certify you, but even they are not fully in agreement in, as to how we're doing this. So like whoever is a coach right now, which to me is really exciting because we're sort of the, we're the pioneers of this industry we're setting the stage for this industry. So I've heard enough of the horror stories around coaching. Like I think I was sharing that with one of the coaches where I've had a client and I was so shocked. He's like, I had a coach who would call me from his car and he kept telling me to pause and would stop by a drive-through. Like that's how our conversations were while he was driving and doing other things. I'm like, how long did you coach with this person? <laughs> for a little while, I think for two, three months, he's like, I ended up like stopping that service. Cause like he didn't have a frame of reference to, to him. It might look like that's the normal way coaches do things, but that gives us a standard. Uh, we ideally don't want coaches to go through those experiences. Like I've had to walk my potential clients through that. That is not coaching. Whatever they walked you through, that is not coaching. Let me walk you through another experience. And when I do, they're like, oh, this is coaching. That is yeah. a different experience. And that comes with a different level of standard. And we're literally setting the standard. And at some point, this is going to get standardized. At some point, there's going to be an ethical code. There's going to be a board. This normally happens to pretty much any industry. And like we can either kind of take it downhill or uphill. But the exciting part for me is that like we're pioneers in this industry. We're really setting the future of this thing. And we're helping people get the perception of what coaching is. And, and the positive thing is it coaching is picking up. So there are a lot of people who are doing it the right way, I would say. Uh, absolutely. And what's really fun about this is that there are certain, I think, like standards of work or codes that most really great coaches will adhere to. And, you know, the ICF has its own protocol and all these other organizations have their own kind of code of ethics and, you know, the way they coach and the way they expect coaches to coach. But the really fun thing about being pioneers is that you can, as long as it's ethical and as long as it's in alignment, you can also choose how to coach. You can weave in different modalities and experiences that will be of service to your clients. 
as long as you know you really slow down and recognize that okay you know what this is going to be in service to your clients and I'll give you a real life example of this like with my one-on-one clients I always take them on experiences we had, like two days ago I took one of my clients to like zip line and climb trees and it was like this crazy experience we had coaching before and then we had like an experiential day but it was for the purpose of like busting through possibilities like what is possible and busting through certain mindset and beliefs and you can weave in different things as long as your clients are aware that you're going to be doing this of course right and that's how you work but I love that you said you know it's it's not about like okay coaching you while I'm going through a drive-through it's it's okay you know what we're going to have experiences that are going to really support you top level yeah, I love that. And it's interesting how our conversation started with marketing, but it has gone into sales and then the craft of coaching. And then that's the normal transition is that um, like the first exposure people get is through your marketing of you, like whether you're speaking on a subject, whether you're writing about it, whether they see you on a podcast, they get an experience of you because initially they need to trust you. It's like, who are you? Like, and they need to know that what you're talking about, you really know what you're talking about because there are a lot of people who will create this turn this into a business and might not have the impact side in mind might not care about serving others in the way that they need to be so it starts from there and then your approach towards clients like how are you connecting with clients like what are you announcing and like what we realize is that we don't need you don't actually need to call yourself any kind of coach to this day nobody has asked me show me your certification (laughs) nobody asked me like how long have you like what they care about is can you help people if you can Get on a call and help somebody and you tell them that, hey, I can continue to help you in this area and you have some kind of program for them. People are more than willing to invest in themselves if it serves them. But if it becomes just about titles and education and this and that and the other, like a lot like the education system that we've gone through, like the name of being an expert. But in reality, when stuff like pandemic hits and every expert in the world is not an expert anymore for some reason, whether the research I talked about is like, These are the times when the real experts are shown and those who are not experts, like it shows in their work, because those who are not experts, they can talk about it all day long. But when you put them into the actual experience of it, they don't know what to do. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. 